from across the globe, from the centre of aerospace, and now to you. Thank you for downloading the Aero Society podcast from the Royal Aeronautical Society. Thank you very much. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It's both a pleasure and an honour for me to be here presenting to you all this evening, especially for the Alan Bristow Memorial Lecture as a long-serving employee of the Bristow team. I took my first flight with Bristow at Red Hill in a Bell 47 back in 1986, and since then I've been hooked on aviation and especially passionate about helicopters. But I'm not here to talk about helicopters today. Instead, we will speak about a new way to fly. I'd like to introduce Giovanni here, who's going to present with me today from Finn Mechanica. And we're excited to present to you today about tilt rotor technology and how we've been collaborating together over the last year to look at really how we introduce this to the civil market. And for us as an operator, it's key to really think outside the box and think how you will use this machine. So we'll demonstrate that through the, through the presentation we're going to show you. But I think first of all, we'd like to start by showing a slideshow showing the aircraft as it's meant to be used and in action. And then we'll talk in more detail. If I can get the clicker to work. Hopefully that gives you a flavour of this innovative technology. But indeed, Alan Bristow, throughout his long and fruitful career as an industry leader, was always seeking out and employing innovative technologies so his company could enhance flight safety and provide his customers with efficient civil flight operations. Back in the 1970s, tilt rotor technology got Alan's attention with the XV-15 programme. From the outset, Alan was fascinated by this groundbreaking technology and its potential use for civil aviation transport, in particular for offshore oil and gas support operations. He retained this interest right up to the end of his career. I'd like to pass you over to Giovanni now, who's going to talk about some of the more details. Okay, first of all, thank you very much uh, for, to everybody and uh, for the, the great opportunity that I've got here to stay here with you and to talk about our, our product uh, together with uh, uh, Russ, uh, Russell from Bristol, because uh, it's something that uh, uh, is uh, very important uh, to show to the people and to demonstrate to the people how his uh, product is proceeding and progressing and uh, what we are doing to have uh, a successful entry into the market. We started from the video because I believe that uh, aeronautics and aerospace in general is emotion. And the video and music is also uh, very emotional. It can transmit uh, also a message that uh, 
is quite important. So have you seen in, during the slideshow how many pictures we have? But simply because this product has accumulated a lot of flight hours. So that is the first message. It's, prod it's a product with uh, a high level of maturity in terms of uh, operability and in terms of uh, flight testing. Now I would like to enter and uh, try to talk together on what is uh, the tilt rotor. I'm sure that everybody knows what the tilt rotor is, but uh, this slide is adding an additional information. The additional information is 40 seconds. So 40 seconds means that uh, usually you can transit from a, a vertical takeoff mode, so means helicopter mode, to a full airplane mode in four seconds, 40 seconds. You can also have this transition in eight seconds in condition of emergencies. The second message is that uh, this uh, is, not, is, not, is, in, is not in the middle between uh, an helicopter and an airplane. It's something different. So we will have something different that will enter in the market and will generate and create a new market segment. The main and the main efficiencies of this aircraft obviously, obviously when it's flying in full airplane mode. Because in full airplane mode, you can have a, a, fuel, a less fuel consumption because you are not using the full power of the takeoff. You have to imagine that the rotor has been dimensioned to have a vertical takeoff. And then when you start to rotate the rotors, you can fly it at 84% of the maximum power that you can have in this takeoff. And so means that you can save, save for sure fuel and so save money and be more efficient. We can, uh, uh, this is uh, the history. The, history is, the tilt rotor is a, is a, a technology that is, uh, starts. Uh, the first tilt rotor concept is in 1930. 1930 and starts uh, in, uh, in Europe, starts uh, also in, in Germany during the, the, the World War, but uh, the reality of the tilt rotor, rotors becomes more and more uh, evident in US. Started in 1955 with the XV3, that is the first demonstrator that show how it's possible to take <laughs> off in vertical mode and then convert in a fixed minimog. In the XV3, the engine was in the fuselage and the power was transferred to the nacelle through an interconnect drivetrain. The limitation was the fatigue, the limitation were the loads, and for that reason, this was only a demonstrator was not a product. Then we moved in XV-15, that uh, always in US, starting from uh, NASA, and then with Bell. With Bell, that is uh, the main uh, OEM that invested in the tilt rotor technology in the past. XV-15, uh, the next step has been to uh, have the engine in the nacelle, no more the engine in the fuselage. The first flight is in 1977, but then the first completion, the first flight was a steady flight, so without the conversion of the nacelle. Then in 1979, we had the first, uh, the first conversion. And uh, this uh, demonstrator is, uh, was the launch for the military application, military product, and the, jo the joint vertical experimental in US, US Army and Navy, started the program commissioned to Bell and Boeing to develop the V-22. V-22 is the, I could call the, the, is the brother of the 609. The main difference is the market, because V-22 means a product for a military market with a different levels of certification requirements. The 609 will be the first civil aircraft tilt rotor. Implies a, a completely and fully different concept in terms of safety, in terms of redundancy, and to reach uh, which are the, the limit uh, in terms of certification. The 609 started in the uh, 90s, 1990 more or less, and then in 2011 the product had been acquired by was Augusta Westland. We worked with Bell from the beginning. In, uh, originally, we supported Bell with uh, supporting the, in the flight control, supporting some uh, aerostructure components, and, sta and then starting from 2011, we acquired the program. Means that uh, the first phase of the program will be, will be, was mainly dedicated to the technology transfer, to acquire all the know-how uh, of uh, our colleague and our uh, of Bell, and then we start without adventure. We can. <coughs> Only a few, few points to better explain what is in terms of uh, technical characteristics of tilt rotor. 
uh, when we acquired the program, the maximum takeoff weight was 16.8 uh, pounds, kilopounds. Now we are moving up to 18. Uh, using uh, two engines that are the PT6, are the same engine used for the 139. That is another message because uh, Augusta Westland, uh, obviously 139 is one of the most successful helicopters that has been manufactured and produced in the last years. And use the same engine means to have the same maturity and don't expect risk in developing these engines. Obviously the engine cannot be this completely the same simply because, for example, have to work also vertically. And so the lubrication system has been modified. It's also increased uh, the OEI takeoff power, but uh, mainly the core of the engine itself is, 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 uh, is the same on the, one, on the 139. The accommodation, so we are talking about a maximum of nine packs. And in the different configuration, we can have uh, four packs for the VIP, nine packs for the utility. You can imagine that that is, uh, which is the dimension of the aircraft itself. Two parameters that are important are uh, for sure the speed, 275 knots as is the maximum cruise speed. Usually the, the speeds, the is uh, 250 knots is, uh, is the speed that is used in the middle of the mission. The ceiling, 25,000 feet, and so the max range. We are talking about 750 nautical miles and about 1,000 nautical miles with auxiliary fuel tanks. So that is another design change that Augusta introduced. So the possibility to have auxiliary fuel tanks external that you have to imagine attached close to the nacelle that can increase the performance. So speed and range are the two main added value of this technology and this, and this aircraft. I listed here only few elements because uh, I would like to show that uh, we, we spent a lot of time to introduce design change because uh, our idea was obviously, obviously to industrialize this demonstrator, this prototype, to have something that can go in the market with the right level also of, uh, uh, we can say, also the, the right cost. So we focused uh, mainly some design change to uh, improve uh, the cost figure and uh, also with better performance and we improved the aerodynamics. Improved the aerodynamics, for example, modifying the, the exhaust for the engine, uh, introducing some vortex generation on the wing, and modifying also the tails. Improved the aerodynamics of 10% is, a, is an important impact in terms of performance. Then we touch base on some of these elements, and you can see we increased the maximum takeoff weight, we already said, we have, uh, due to the fact that we are increasing the maximum takeoff weight, we are also modifying the main landing gear for several for obviously, obvious reasons. We have uh, embodied and we are developing together with, with a supplier that is Collins, the state-of-art avionics suite, is the same avionics that he used for on the King Air. So it means that is a product that is already on the market with a TSO, with some, also in this case, some changes, because when you think about a tilt rotor, you have always to think about that you need something that can be used in, in, rotating, in the rotating uh, wing world and the fixed wing. And also, you have also to consider that the transition is the peculiarity of this aircraft. And so you have to manage the transition, be sure that you are collecting all the information that are required to manage in a safe way the transition itself. And we have also added some other new air data system, new inertial reference platform. Another element that I would like only to touch base because in my opinion is, is important because it's following our um, concept to develop this product together with the operators is uh, the larger cabin door with split upper lower design because uh, when we received uh, uh, the product from Bell uh, the door was uh, the, the typical door not split uh, not a split door when we started to work with the operators uh, and we understand that this product can go also in several market segments for example like the search and rescue we understood that uh, it's better to introduce some design change. For example, we enlarge the doors to have uh, the possibility to have the lithium inside and uh, with uh, easier, for example, or, or the basket itself, and uh, to have the possibility to install the, the hoisting system mechanism. And our idea was be, will be to install this mechanism on the upper portion of the doors itself. This uh, slide is uh, showing uh, what is happening in terms of certification because at the end a product 
to be on the market to be certified. So that is the big difference between a demonstrator and something that, uh, and that is something that is added, obviously, an enormous effort in terms of uh, testing, reporting, <coughs> collecting data, work with the authorities. But the message here is that uh, the FA certification basis is established. That is an important message because uh, that started with Bell, and, and that is one of the main reasons for which we decided to certify with FAA and not with EASA from the beginning. The beginning, we, we are going with FAA because FAA in, uh, in the US had a large and extensive experience to manage these requirements and to understand these requirements. And uh, has been defined and agreed this uh, portion of uh, uh, categories. So we will have the part 29, part 25, coming back from the fixed rotating wing, plus what we call the powered lift category. The power lift category is everything that is related mainly to the transition to the nacelle. And all that requirements that are not possible to verify and to check if we remain in a rotating or fixed wing. Okay. Uh, the, last, uh, the last message about the product itself, so that is another, in my opinion, important message. So today, that are the market segment and the market region where we are focusing, where we are looking to, to enter. That is showing that this aircraft will change uh, all the market segment. It's not something that is uh, growing and only dedicated for the VIP, for the corporate, because the first impression is to have a luxury product only for VIP, but it's not that is the case. We work together to demonstrate and to also to drive the design because that is important. Work together with a partner like, like Bristol was a, a, a successful experiment working from the beginning to drive the requirement because we had still time uh, to introduce a design change and to identify which are the kits, the kits that can in some ways make fruitful then the operability, then the product on the market itself. Oil and gas, EMS, VIP, parapublic are all the segments on the market where we are, con we are going and uh, to enter. With uh, Bristol, we work also in a search and rescue variant. And uh, uh, in addition to that, we have also other, other potential, other customers for which we are driving some, some design change. For example, in the, that is in the VIP, VIP segment, uh, we are also uh, analyzing, developing uh, the uh, possibility to have uh, this aircraft uh, directly on the boats because there are some VIP that want to have uh, this aircraft embarked and, and they are designing the boats to be sure that they can have uh, this aircraft for the, the first, uh, for the first time. Okay. Now we are entering in the next, uh, in the next section that is more related to the, to the segments and, and to the mission. This slide is simply related to is a pictorial view is it linked to what is said in advance. So it's showing how a cabin, a fuselage that is a fuselage for nine packs has been already studied to have the opportunity to work in a different market, market segment. Starting from the utility version, that could be a utility corporate, a VIP, if you want to be more, to have more luxury inside. And then you can move to the air medical, search and rescue, petroling, and, uh, and obviously offshore. So you heard there'd been interest for many years from Bristow's <coughs> and from the industry as a whole around Tilt Norota technology. But March 2015 saw a more formal collaboration agreement being signed between Bristow's and Finn Mechanica, which allowed us to share technical information, look together at the platform's mission readiness and to review and develop modifications, as Giovanni said, and enhance the capability of the aircraft before type certification to make it as mission ready as we can. Bristow has a number of key strategic objectives, which are all centered around operational excellence and safety. This new category of aircraft fits extremely well with those objectives by providing greater value and enhanced opportunities for customers around the globe. Target zero. That's at the heart of everything that Bristow's does and Bristow's culture, as we strive to reduce risk and maximize safety for our customers and staff. The collaborative approach between Finn Mechanica and Bristow allows this strong culture to be at the forefront of thinking 
in new design, long before type certification of the tilt rotor technology that is the new way to fly. and having more uh, details uh, that are describing uh, the operability and the capability of the tilt rotor. That is a, ge a generic, uh, a generic uh, pictorial view, but it is showing uh, something that in some ways is, uh, is quite important. So it's linked with uh, what Russell already presented and says, so the, the main pillars, uh, the main cornerstone of the priest overview. The first one is uh, obviously the safety, safety through altitude. Safety through altitude because, uh, as you can see from this uh, view, from the pictorial view, the tilt rotor is closer to the turboprop envelope. It's uh, a way to go faster, obviously farther, but also higher because uh, we are flying, uh, more or less the ceiling is uh, 25,000 feet. Flying 10, 20,000 flying feet is uh, is an added value in terms of mission, in terms of capability. The speed is, uh, is uh, more or less uh, double the speed of uh, a typical helicopter, as you can see. And uh, obviously also the range is, uh, is linked with the speeds and with the capability with the aircraft. The fuselage is pressurized, the cabin is pressurized. That is uh, another plus, because having pressurized means that we can fly higher, but not only, means also that, for example, in EMS operation, we can stabilize the patient inside the cabin, inside the fuselage. And that is uh, an enormous advantage. Above all, if you are considering in an area where there are distance, enormous distance that have to be covered, you can imagine that with a light craft like that, you can go directly in the area of the accident, take off and reach the closer hospital, flying over the bad weather condition, fly the 25,000 feet and stabilize the patient inside means save uh, time and so save life. This is the concept related to the same concept, so safety through speed, but in a pictorial view. That is showing uh, the more or less uh, the, the difference in radius uh, that uh, we can have with a 609 with a generic uh, helicopter. When I say that, uh, in my opinion, six, six on, in our opinion, 609, is you have not to imagine that 609 will uh, replace the helicopter. 609, uh, the tilt rotor will be, uh, will improve the mix in the operators. What does it mean? It means that you continue to have the helicopter to perform some mission that are not requiring to have this range, that are not requiring to have this speed. If you have to, to do search and rescue in the high mountains, uh, uh, probably it's not uh, worth it to have uh, the 609, you can continue with a small, powerful helicopter. But you have to, if you have to start to move far away from the coast, if you want to increase the famous golden hour, if you want to save persons that are uh, 700 nautical miles or 350 nautical miles, you have to change your paradigm, you have to change your, your mindset and your view. And these 609 can do it. So it's not replacing the helicopter, but it's creating a new market segment. That is what uh, I already introduced, but uh, this pictorial view is useful because it's uh, already adding an, an additional message. That is the point-to-point -point connection, helipad to helipad. What does it mean is that today is something that is not possible. We did a record in uh, last, uh, last year, flight from uh, uh, Yeoville to to, Mal, to, to Malpensa, to Cascina Costa, in uh, more or less two hours and uh, 18 uh, minutes, something like that. So flying over to, 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 to 290 knots. But the, what is important is, is not the, the, the time, in my opinion. It's, not, it's simply the fact that uh, there are no other aircraft that can do something similar. There is nothing in the world that can take off from the center of, uh, of uh, vertically and land vertically with a range and a speed like that. You can imagine London, Milan, for example, if you wanted to have a comparison and that you enter in corporate or VIP market segment. You can imagine to do something that today is not possible, means to have area to take off, temporary, that can be in some ways prepared 
before uh, a main events and then remove it. And uh, with this area prepared in an easier way, you can take off and reach the main capital, the main city in, in Europe. The weather and the bad weather condition or the predominant weather is simply due to the fact that, as I said before, we can fly it at a high service ceilings, 29,000 to 25,000 feet. Working with, uh, with uh, Bristol, we, we analyze and we enter in the details of these three different uh, configurations. And as I said, we worked in, uh, the, the idea was to work uh, through a working group, so team of specialists that are working together two, three days, uh, and uh, keep the action and analyze the gaps uh, and provide feedbacks. Uh, and we did uh, that uh, not only for uh, the configuration point of view, but mainly also from the operability point of view, to understand uh, how this product like that can be used and what has to be, in some ways, changed to have the maximum profit of this, uh, of this opportunity. Offshore corporate search and rescue, nine crash 40 seats, airline style interiors in the offshores, and uh, obviously uh, the maintenance is one of the main aspects that uh, has been, uh, in some ways, uh, uh, developed and analyzed together to have something that can be operative on the market with a high level of efficiencies. The corporate active, active vibration control is simply because it's a message to have the comfort uh, and, uh, and uh, more luxury interiors, uh, even if uh, this aircraft, uh, also in terms of vibration, is uh, got a, a less vibrational load than if compared with an helicopter when, when uh, it's flying in airplane mode. When it's flying, when they take off like, like an helicopter, it's comparable. But when it's flying in airplane mode, you have to consider that the rotors are far away from the fuselage, that is the first steps. And the rotors are not flying, and not rotating 100%, but we are 84%, as I said before. Search and rescue is a search and rescue with an added value. The fact that uh, the speed is the double of an helicopter, so means that uh, in one hour, I can do or a double range, or in an half an hour, I can reach the target. Or the same of the helicopter means safe, uh, safe life. The value. Uh, that is another important uh, element because uh, also which are the dimensions of the, the, the 609? The dimensions are not uh, far away of the 139 dimension. And that is important for all the offshore operation, but also when you start to enter in the civil market and then you start to think, okay, but if I have to take off from an helipad on the top, on the roof or an hospital or on a roof of an hotel, I need something different? The answer is no. If I can take off an helicopter, like in 139, can take off also the 609. And that is important because it means that we are not modifying, we are not introducing, we are not changing the infrastructure. We have to change some rules, and that is uh, something that we can, uh, we can see, we see later. Okay, we can enter in the detail of the offshore uh, of the offshore mission. Okay, so let's look at some of those potential <coughs> missions that could be accomplished. Through the collaborative agreement, we have explored potential mission opportunities and how these could fit with existing or complement the operations that we do today. For example, here shown from the oil city of Houston, the range capability could reach beyond any of the current installations that are in the Gulf of Mexico, directly from a major airport hub, rather than from one of the Gulf of Mexico fields. Equally, if you plot the same radius or range then, operation for Darwin in northwest Australia, you can also start to see a number of opportunities which present themselves, which could be accomplished by one aircraft Whereas traditional operations, you would need a fixed-wing aircraft and a helicopter to be able to complete the required mission. So when you start reviewing the information, you start to see numerous potential opportunities here, which just don't exist today, as Giovanni said. This really does bring something new. 
for an operator, you need to think carefully about those, that potential opportunity and those potential missions, which initially is not easy to do. As being part of that working group, you really need to think about this differently and not think about this as a helicopter or a fixed wing. But what, <coughs> what new opportunities are there? You need to encourage that open thinking of what could be possible without constraints, rather than look at how this tilt-rotor technology could replace existing helicopter operations this is the real key for the new way to fly. The longer the range of the mission, the more efficient and attractive the tilt rotor proposition becomes. This slide now shows two new potential opportunities. Either to replace a helicopter and a fixed wing with a tilt rotor, or in the second chart there, to replace two helicopters at opposing remote locations, here in Australia for example, with one aircraft that could cover both missions and also then quickly reposition between those locations. Whereas relocating a helicopter across that area would take several days of ferry flying. So that really, that's what makes you start to think about what the opportunities are in actually thinking outside the box. What can you achieve with this new technology and this new way to fly? So on this next slide, this shows a typical survey bait crew change mission in the Gulf of Mexico in comparison then with current technology helicopters and the 609 demonstration. So that's the 609 there, 250 knots as Giovanni said. We're taking here an example, five to seven passengers, 2.4 hours round trip. So the key thing here is what it's demonstrating is less transit time, 30% less fuel, and no fuel stops, leading to less landings, less takeoffs offshore. All of these advantages meet the Bristow strategic obje objectives of increasing the client value, productivity, minimising risk, maximising cost efficiency. You also need to consider then some other factors when you look at this. Weather diversions, as Giovanni spoke about. The aircraft flies 18 to 25,000 feet, so you're not going to see as likely to see those weather diversions in an en route. Availability of fuel in these locations, where you, in a conventional helicopter you need to hop, you need to find fuel, you need to find the location, you need the weather to land in that location, so which extends time, extends risk. Visibility at low altitude compared with flying very high altitudes as a 609 does. So there's a number of uh, advantages. Away from the congestion, you see the number of offshore installations there, the congestion with a number of aircraft that operate in this environment and other similar environments in the North Sea. So in summary, this new way to fly provides that. Reduce mission costs, reduce mission time and risk, and enables more productive days, allows availability of the aircraft for other missions and new missions. Okay, after the, the offshore uh, analysis where is uh, presented this, uh, this mission that we, we developed together, uh, we decided also to have some uh, elements and some slides dedicated to the search and rescue and also to the corporate VIP. Because also in this specific case, uh, we can show which are the advantages uh, of this new way to fly. Okay. That is a typical, a typical uh, search and rescue mission. And uh, with, in this specific case, we are considering uh, 300 nautical miles. So is, uh, <coughs> the performance uh, has been evaluated and calculated considering also uh, auxiliary, auxiliary fuel tanks and with all the features that uh, are typical of a search and rescue. As I said, uh, uh, working with, uh, with Bristol, but also working with other uh, operators uh, or other uh, specialists in the search and rescue, and for example, uh, Canadian specialists, uh, we have designed the doors, uh, we have designing uh, the uh, hoisting uh, system mechanism, we have uh, prepared and analyzed, which is the best uh, 
location for the interiors. And also, we have discovered together that uh, there are additional benefits in the tilt rotor. One of the benefits is uh, the downwash. Seems uh, it's not strange, but uh, the, the effect of the downwash is less if compared with uh, a typical rotating wing, simply because the rotors are, as I said, distant from the fuselage. In addition to that, if you are also considering the splitted door, the downwash effect is reduced in the rescuing area, so where you are rescuing, uh, rescuing people. The flight control, this, this uh, aircraft is fully fly-by-wire. I have not seen it before, but it's fully fly-by-wire. And so also the auto approach is something that can be done automatic, in an automatic base using the search and rescue hyper modes typical of uh, an aircraft uh, fully fly-by-wire. And, uh, and so also in this, in this case, the workload of the pilot uh, is in some ways reduced. The fly-by-wire is also what is driving the conversion. So the tilting of the nacelle is possible in a specific corridor. And this uh, corridor is, uh, is defined by, by the computer itself. Obviously, the pilot can always override because uh, the final decision is the pilot. But uh, based on our experience uh, and uh, the results that we have, uh, two years ago we had uh, some uh, pilots from, uh, from the market, also from military that fly in a market uh, uh, events with the 609. And from all these pilots, uh, we had the same feedbacks. How easy? is fly the 609. In particular, if uh, obviously you are coming from the rotating wing uh, uh, experience. If you are coming from the rotating wing experience, uh, also in the analysis, in the training analysis that we are starting, we are doing together in today, because when we are going to certify this aircraft, uh, and uh, the, the goal is to certify end 2017, obviously for the FAA regulation, we need to have uh, all the training aids, uh, maintenance simulator, full flight simulator, that are supporting the entry into service. Okay. This is a picture, it's not the, it's a picture only to show the, the, in question, the main equipment inside and the, the mission console, but uh, it's not the final, uh, the final design. It's a picture that uh, is in some, has got some, uh, some years, for example, the, 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 the stretcher is not, uh, is not what today we have on the market. Today in the market, it's changed also the typology of the stretcher that can be used, the dimensional are different, but also here you can have some ideas of how can be arranged the, the envelope inside. Consider that, let's consider that there are some operators that are asking to have multi-role capability. That is another, another aspect. Multi-role means that I, I, would, I would like to start procuring and acquiring a search and rescue aircraft, but then I need to convert to have also EMS capability. Not full EMS, so I don't want, but at least to have two stretchers inside, to have two seats for the medical attendants, to have the cabinet with all the medical equipment. And so we are also working to guarantee this flexibility, the possibility to have this multi-role into Brexit capability with the same, the same aircraft. This is a, <coughs> is a video that uh, also in this specific case is showing which is the difference. You can see a fixed wing, the, the blue one, and uh, the, the 609, that is the, the red one. Probably it's going faster, but now it's coming the helicopter because the fixed wing has finished. The patrolling is decided. And at the time that the helicopter is coming, the 609 is back. So it means in one hour and a half in this simulated time, you have already rescued. While now it's starting to come back the fixed wing and the yellow, that is the helicopter. So the helicopter, compared with the 609, arrives more or less one hour later. That is a demonstration based with some data that uh, obviously is a simulation, but uh, it's based on the right speed, the right altitude, the right mission. And that is quite impressive because it means that uh, you have saved one hour. And, uh, and that is uh, another, a tremendous added value. So here it shows, looking at Gulf of Mexico again, 
based on out of two bases, New Iberia and Brazoria there, that you can cover <coughs> all of the platforms, all of the offshore installations, just from two locations in the Gulf with a 609 aircraft. So it just demonstrates the range and capability of the aircraft to, to cover a big region, a big area of offshore activity. Okay, we, we are entering in the, in the last uh, section of the presentation where we are presenting uh, uh, the VIP and corporate uh, benefits. We already touched base on many of these topics. It's point to point, uh, the vertical takeoff, or also short takeoff of transportation. This uh, aircraft will be certified uh, with a uh, uh, KTA in the transport category. And we'll have also the opportunity, when we are increasing the weight, to have a short takeoff. Short takeoff means uh, more allowed, so we are talking about 300, 400 feet is uh, the runway that is required. And that is another, uh, another advantage because, for example, uh, in a condition where you are reaching the 18,000 uh, pounds, uh, you are uh, using auxiliary fuel tanks, uh, that is a condition where you can reach uh, over the 1,000. You can arrive to 1,100 nautical miles of range. Okay. You can, uh, you can proceed to have the, the, complete, uh, the complete view. And uh, as is, is uh, linked with what we presented in the previous slide, but is comparing with something that is, uh, that is in the market. This aircraft, the 609, is an aircraft that is uh, with dimension comparable, and so means that the infrastructure are not changing, not only in terms of landing, but also in terms of maintenance, in terms of all the aspects of recovery. So it means that uh, when you are acquiring a 609, if you are an operator, you don't need to build around the 609 specific, uh, specific equipment, specific tooling. For sure you will need a specific tools, sorry, specific but your net, no infrastructure uh, new are not, uh, are not required. This is a, a, a pictorial view. Mm, a, this is a, a mock-up that uh, we did last, uh, last year for HAI in US. This is only a, a, a obviously a, a 3D a computer graphic images, but uh, has been uh, designed and manufactured. Um, the message is that uh, we, st we are starting to look uh, obviously on the VIP because we have uh, the reality that we have more around 50, 60 orders already, already purchase orders in places. Some of them are, are, are VIP. We are working with different uh, uh, interiors design center to understand uh, which is the best interiors VIP because they, our idea is uh, uh, we are entering the market with something new also the interiors have to be something new that is the message that uh, that is a uh, is a, a typical uh, US uh, style because it's been done in, in design in US and represent an, uh, an example of what is possible to do okay So again, looking at a range based out of Houston, just to, just to demonstrate the areas that you could reach down into Mexico, across into Florida for the 700 nautical mile range with the aircraft in a VIP configuration. Again, taking off vertically, <coughs> landing vertically. Um, we already spoke about this, but now in the pictorial view is more clear. So we added some uh, slider related no more on, uh, on uh, US, but also to Europe to show our, in, our, uh, in our country uh, which are the benefit and which is, uh, which is the effect. Here it means that uh, you, ca you could decide to, to live, uh, I don't know if in London or in, Mon or in Monte Carlo, but uh, probably Monte also Monte Carlo is not bad, eh? and, and work in London, so you can commute. <coughs> Monte Carlo and London, decide you what, which is the direction that you prefer, but means that uh, it's affordable. You can do with an aircraft like that. And you can do starting from uh, your boat, if uh, you have your yacht, or starting from, uh, and uh, landing directly in uh, close to the, your office in, uh, in London. Uh, there is, is what can cover the 
the 609 because uh, I believe that uh, this pictorial view is uh, in some ways uh, uh, showing and demonstrating what can cover in this uh, VIP corporate uh, configuration and uh, means that uh, mainly you can cover the, the great part of the European uh, main city, financial, financial capital in, in Europe. Okay. So that is, uh, we, we reached the, the conclusion of, uh, of our presentation. And uh, the conclusion is, uh, is linked with, uh, with the starting. So to, um, this is a new wave to fly. And as I said, it's not something that is replaced uh, the helicopter. And it's not a, 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 a fixed wing or a turboprop that is flying at uh, less speed if compared, but it's uh, something different that is covering the peculiar aspect of boats. And uh, I believe that is in some ways uh, collapsed inside the added value of the true technology. So it's in really for the aeronautic, uh, aeronautic war for our community is something that will change uh, the, the opportunity not only to, to flight uh, but uh, to, to transport, uh, to in some ways to work. And that is uh, our aim and our goal, to enter in the market uh, and be the first uh, because uh, uh, will be for sure really important uh, work in this direction. And it's really important, as they said in one of the slides, uh, work together with uh, the authorities, uh, with the regulation, to be sure that uh, when the, we will have the aircraft on the market, uh, we can maximize uh, the capability of this aircraft itself. So today, having this aircraft on the market, uh, we can already take off uh, from an helipad uh, and land on an helipad. But for example, today what we, is difficult to do, have to be in some way regulated, is uh, approach uh, in an airport uh, like an Airbus and then decide, uh, okay, now I want to land there. And uh, the, I imagine that for the air traffic control is, uh, is something that today is not, uh, is not uh, possible. But uh, we are working with, uh, together, starting from now, to have, have everything ready available in the near future. Is, uh, I believe that that is a nice, uh, is a nice picture. Is, uh, in US, uh, that is the aircraft uh, number one. That is the aircraft that is uh, currently available uh, in US. Then we are assembling another aircraft uh, in uh, Cascina Costa in, the, in, uh, in Italy. That is uh, the aircraft uh, three. The aircraft three will be then will be moved in US uh, to be fully dedicated for the icing trials because this aircraft uh, will have uh, the full ice protection simply because it's, uh, it's uh, following the regulation of a fixed wing for what concerns the the ice protection, so it's required the full ice protection from the beginning because it can fly 25,000 feet. And uh, we will assembly uh, next year, it's already started, but we will reach the fleet next year, the aircraft 4 that is assembled in Philadelphia. Today the team is splitted. We have 50% uh, of the team in Italy, in Europe, because we have also people, our colleague in, in uh, in UK. We have 50% uh, of the team in US. Mainly in US, we have the layer with the authorities because the authorities is asking to have uh, uh, people that can talk uh, one each other faster. And we have uh, the center of gravity of the design in Europe, between Italy, Yeovil, Zetael, so in, uh, our, uh, in our company and in, in, uh, in the main suppliers. Okay, so thank you. Before we finish, we've, we've got a short video that we'd like to show of the aircraft actually taking off from HAI from last year, and then we'd like to obviously open it up to questions. So we'll just play the short video, which hopefully demonstrates the aircraft actually in action and what you can do.
quick plug for anyone staying at Hilton Hotels. <laughs> especially nice for me to see in the Bristow colour scheme, yes, but it but demonstrates sure. that's it, taking <laughs> off from HR, taking off vertically from a car park and then 250 knots. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much. From across the globe, from the centre of aerospace, and now to you. Thank you for downloading. Visit www.aerosociety.com to download more from this series and other multimedia content from the Royal Aeronautical Society. If you enjoyed this content, please consider showing your support for the Society. Share a link to this presentation by email or on your favourite social networks. If you have an interest in aerospace, consider the professional and personal benefits of membership. Visit www.aerosociety.com. This content is provided subject to our website and digital media terms of use. Please visit www.aerosociety.com for more information.